Hey sis, welcome to Beyond the Military Podcast, where faith-led military women overcome burnout and create more balance. Just imagine having enough time to focus on your faith, family, and have more fun while still serving as a woman leader. In this podcast, you will walk away with the tools to help you navigate the busy life of a military woman, organize your mind, overcome overwhelm, create a prioritization playbook, and a balanced blueprint for integrating faith, family, and career. Yeses in that order. Hi, I'm Wendy Ray, woman of God, wife, mama of two, army veteran, and certified life coach. I'm here to help you create a life of meaning outside of the military, a life of laughter, joy, and intentional free time. If you are ready to overcome burnout and create balance as a faith-led military woman, sis, this podcast is for you. So loosen up your laces and grab your coffee because it's time to step into freedom and peace. Hello, ladies, and welcome to episode 75. I pray that you are doing amazing, that you are doing well, and that you're enjoying our guests so far. And today we actually have another special guest that I'm sure you'll love, not only because she is amazing and a coach, but also because she's a military spouse, a Navy military spouse that's moved over 10 times in the last 14 years. So we all know that the struggle is real here. And she's also a certified weight loss coach. And most importantly, she's a woman of faith. And here's what I truly loved about Lizzie from the very beginning. She sent me this long email that at first I was like, oh my gosh, who is emailing me about coming on the podcast? But as soon as I started to see that it was so not only organized, but personable, I honestly said, okay, I'm completely sold. She's going to be a guest on this podcast, not only because her email was nicely organized, but also because she talked about everything that I know that you all will not only need, but truly desire to keep doing in your lives. And that is understanding that our body image, our weight is not only a number, but it's just how we look at each other or how we look at ourselves in the mirror. And it's something that we as women can continue to empower one another. And honestly, that's what this month is all about. Celebrating women, celebrating and empowering women. And also, I think, truly and truly believe that military women and military spouses need to be celebrated, not only every day, but especially during this month. So with that, I would love to introduce you all Lizzie Merritt. And I'm going to just read off her bio that she offered me real quickly before she actually gets to come on. And this is what Lizzie had to say. What if weight loss is less about what's on your plate and more about what's between your ears? Lizzie Merritt helps busy folks lose weight imperfectly through mindset shifts and hacks that make weight loss attainable for those of us that are not perfect all the time. Lizzie, welcome and thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Wendy. It is absolutely a pleasure and a gift to be here. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Absolutely. And like I said, I just immediately fell in love with everything you had to say when you asked me about, you know, the topics. And, you know, with that, I would love for you to, you know, first start on, you know, what got you to weight loss and body confidence? Because I know that that's something that a lot of people struggle with, a lot of women. Um, but especially in the military, right? Even if you're a spouse, even if you are a family member, that's something that could, you know, be challenging. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, so I, I was an athlete in school and, uh, once school was over, I, you know, I never really learned how to take care of myself and my health of just the sports took care of it. And I got a desk job and, uh, put on weight 
got married, had two kids, and suddenly I was like, I don't, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to take care of myself in a way that makes me feel good. And I did, you know, the yo-yo dieting and tried the different diets, uh, tried the extreme exercise programs. And I remember sitting at my kitchen table reading yet another diet book. And I just <laughs> stopped. And I said, this is ridiculous. You know, if diet and exercise are not helping me feel confident and comfortable in my own skin, then there's got to be more to it. And so I spent the next several years uh, reading and researching the psychology behind weight loss and, um, you know, taking it kind of a step further, there's, there's, there's the weight loss industry, but when you take it to how we feel about ourselves and our bodies, um, you know, having children myself kind of helped me realize like what a miracle this child is. And God looks at us each of one of us in that same way of like, no matter your shape or your size, you are perfect and and I created you. And on the you know, I, I love helping people lose weight so they can feel amazing about themselves, but also to get to that place where they can see the incredible, beautiful creation that they are, that God made them. I love that. Exactly. And I think that that's really where we lose focus, right? Because we're so um, entitled to this image that we've already kind of um, imagined or what we used to look like before oh, being a yeah. mother, right? So I think that, you know, when you said that, I was thinking um, when I first uh, got pregnant with my daughter, you know, I was, I was young. And before then, I remember I could eat whatever, you know, was available. I never thought about or was intentional about eating. And then after I had her, I kind of felt like my hormones, you know, my body just did its thing. But at the same time, I right. was, you know, I was very judgmental of, you know, the things that I desired. And I was like, why would you want, you know, to eat chocolate, you know, at 9 p.m.? You know, like I would, you know, kind of like uh, mm -hmm. beat myself up about wanting something versus just being like, okay, you know, I'll just have it tomorrow or, <laughs> you know, maybe it's just not going to serve huh. me and in, in, in her because I actually didn't um, breastfeed that long because I was already working active duty. So it was hard for me to be like, OK, let me go to the room and do all of, you know, the stuff that it requires or comes along with breastfeeding. So I think for me, it was more of I felt like I didn't have like this um, compelling reason on why I should watch what I was eating. And then on top of that, I was just stressed out all the time. So I was like, of course, I want to eat at, you know, at a desk job. Let's, you know, eat some, um, what are those things? Cheez-Its, you know, something <laughs> so easily accessible. But yeah, no, I love that you said that because you're right. God has created us. You know, he's made us fearfully and wonderfully made. And I think that we just not necessarily forget. It's hard to see it sometimes. Yeah, it's hard and to see it. Yes, it's hard to see it, especially when we're around other people that are eating. I mean, I don't know if, you know, your husband does this, but all the guys in the military are constantly just like, they have like a snack and it's cool. They aren't gaining any weight, you know? <laughs> right. But for us, it's like, it's the opposite. Yeah. But anyhow, I, I love, you know, kind of like when you first took a moment, you're like, okay the dieting industry or the weight loss industry, right? You're like, there's, there has to be a better way. And I love- If you don't mind, I'd love to, to dive into something you talked yeah. about, about the, um, almost the judgment you had around yourself of like, why should I want to be eating chocolate at nine o'clock? And that's where the diet industry misses the mark. It's like, 
you know, a diet is like someone telling the captain of the Titanic, you know, you know what, just avoid the ice on the surface and you'll be fine. Mm. There's so much more under those simple rules of just, you know, eat more vegetables and exercise more. And, and it's those emotions, it's that judgment that we put mm. on stuff mm. on ourselves. And there's, there's so much more to it that, you know, we, we make ourselves feel wrong because we can't follow the simple rules. Well, the rules are very incomplete because they don't address all those emotions and and the things that we talk, you know, the way we talk to ourselves and so forth. Sorry for jumping in there. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> no, that, that was perfect because it actually leads into, you know, this next question that I have here for you. And it's why is coaching so important when it comes to weight loss? Like why has that become, you know, the thing when it comes to not only, um, I think you mentioned like the yo-yo diet or the the yo-yo weight loss so what why is coaching or how has that been successful for you and your clients yeah well there's the diet culture makes us feel so alone um because we 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 make it our ourselves feel wrong when we can't follow the rules and because they're like these are simple rules what's the problem um but again like there's so much more to it you know the, the diet culture doesn't address uh, when you're tired and at the end of the day and that, you know, the, the chemicals in your brain are absolutely different than they were at first thing in the morning. That's why at four o'clock in the afternoon, it's easy to dive into a bag of chips when, you know, you were great all day or when the weekend <laughs> is kind of a mess. Um, yeah. that, you know, diets don't talk about that. And so that's why coaching can help because first it helps you realize it's not your fault that there's so much more of that iceberg under the surface that you can't see. It's not that there's something wrong with you. It's that you've never been taught it. And uh, coaching also helps you, you know, with, with special things, particularly that relate to the military, like, you know, emotional eating when your spouse is deployed or turning to food when you're stressed about an upcoming move. Or like I said, if you've been great all day and then it's 437 and I just need to eat the entire pantry. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I love the whole aspect, you know, when you talk about the emotional side, because I mean... If you've been listening to my episode, you know, the the last even five episodes, I talk about the emotional part of everything that we do, right? And I think, mm -hmm. you know, I use and, you know, we all go through a different certification program. We all use different tools. And I think one of the tools that all of us coaches have in common is when we can identify the root cause, right? Like the cause of the problem. And, mm -hmm. you know, I think that many of us don't really understand what the cause is. We just want to fix it. And we immediately go into like, let's do something about it. Let's go to the gym. Let's get on, you know, this calorie diet that most of the time, what I believe doesn't really work because you're constantly trying to, like you said, follow these rules. But at the same time, we forget that what, you know, what's the cause of me going to the pantry, right? And then for me, mm -hmm. what I like to teach my clients is that what are, our emotions are caused by is by our thinking, right? So what is it that is causing that, you know, discomfort, that frustration, that stress, that overwhelm? And I think that, you know, when we can slowly walk ourselves to it, we have to not only be conscious, but we have to be willing to be uncomfortable too. And I think that that's one of the reasons why, you know, I don't think I've, I've told you this, Lizzie, before, but I actually hired a weight loss coach when I was in the military, when I was mm -hmm. at Fort Drum um, in New York, mm -hmm. which, by the way, um, even now in the month of March, it's still snowing there. So when I tell you from I got there in October 
And from November all the way through like end of March, it was snowing, like heavily snow. And it wasn't just like right. here in Charlotte, North Carolina. I mean, we shut down for like less than an inch of snow. And there, <laughs> you know, six feet of snow is completely normal to them in, you know, January, February uh, months. So you get like one good hour of sun, sunlight, and the rest of the time is gloomy. And, you know, that does something to your psyche because now you are completely, you know, not only overwhelmed already, frustrated, stressed, but now you go outside or you consider to even, you know, look at some sunlight and you're like, oh my gosh, now I really feel depressed. And so for me, it was like, okay, I'm gaining all this weight. And now I feel like I can't fit in my uniform. What's going on? And I was listening to the podcast and, you know, hired a life coach and completely changed my life because I needed that accountability. I needed accountability. I needed someone to help me see what was going in my mind. Because again, that's what was creating all these negative emotions, this discomfort. And we don't like to be uncomfortable. Humans don't like to be uncomfortable, especially when you have other things that you want to focus on, right? We're like, we have a mission to get done. We have projects to get done. We have people to lead. And when you're feeling uncomfortable, you're like, I don't want to feel uncomfortable. Let me go get some, you know, Cheetos or, you know, some M&Ms, which, you know, nothing wrong with that, right? But when we do it unconsciously and we do it so many times at the wrong time, I think that that's when we kind of get in trouble with ourselves. It's so interesting that you mentioned that. I completely agree that, you know, having the willingness to pause and, and, and be uncomfortable in your feelings for a moment sounds a little scary, but it can (laughs) be, it can be, it can change so many things. I was just talking to a client about the difference between physical hunger and emotional hunger, that physical hunger, you know, it's your body, you needs calories, you know, if you had an apple that would satisfy it. And emotional hunger is, is all just as real. It's not that it's like pretend it's still real hunger, but it's not your body. It is your brain. That is, you know, as you know, humans seek pleasure, avoid pain, and your brain is experiencing some kind of difficult emotion, which could be anything. It could be boredom. It could be stress. It could be fatigue. And the brain is looking for a way to relieve that difficult feeling. And over time, it's learned that food is a reliable source of dopamine, which is kind of a feel good mm-hmm. chemical. And so the brain sends up a signal I know. Let's go eat to avoid feeling bored or avoid feeling tired or stressed. And so we're on our way to the pantry. And if you can just take a second and pause and feel that feeling of, wait, oh, I'm bored. And what's actually going to help me with that is like sit and rest for a minute or, you know, go look at kittens on the internet. Or if I'm feeling (laughs) stressed, I need to, you know, talk about this with somebody. Food is not going to be the solve, the, the solution to the root causes you were talking about before. So it's just that courage to pause a minute and feel what you're really feeling versus kind of covering it up with the food. Yes, 100%. And, you know, I love that you said, um, you know, we don't like to be bored, right? Like that's one of the things that my my clients struggle with too. They're like, well, we are so wired, right? Even -hmm. even as the military families, right? Because my husband was actually a military brat. Um, He was pretty much in the military since he remembers, since he was little. But there, he's always, you know, he was trained to to just always be busy with something. Like there's always something to do. You should never just sit there. You know, you can watch TV, but you're still constantly thinking about the next thing, right? And it's just how we've been wired. So it's hard, I think, for us, especially as women, when 
our brains are kind of also designated to, you know, be focused on others. You know, how can we serve someone else? Uh-huh. Meaning, you know, cleaning the house, doing laundry, dishwashing, cooking, taking care of everyone else, right? And nothing wrong with that. But I think that when we don't allow ourselves to be bored, our number one thing, our go-to is food. And I don't know if you know this, but um, I, I can't remember where exactly I was reading this, but the number one drug out there is sugar. And so with that, you know, it's like, it's like, wow, like, how is this even happening, right? Like our minds immediately go to what is out there that it's going to, you know, give me that quick dopamine hit, that immediate false pleasure, because that's really what we're looking for, right? Instead of, you know, what's actually going to serve me and it's going to be well for me. Like I do that all the time. Like I'm guilty of this still, right? I'm, oh yeah. You know, I immediately go out of my office and I'm like, okay, well, looks like I have 15 minutes to kind of spare and, you know, do whatever I want. And I immediately think about what should I, what am I going to eat for lunch? What am I going to do this? You know, and it's just immediate. But then I have to tell myself, okay, no, I only have 15 minutes. So clearly I can't make anything and eat in 15 minutes. So I'm just going to go ahead and focus on the next thing, which would probably be more water, hydrate myself to get ready for the next event, especially if it's a coaching call, because I believe that we all need to be completely focused and intentional with our conversation, right? Because I think the more that we're able to do that and listen and be there, I think the better we can help one another. And so, you know, with that, Lizzie, I know you've um, not only worked with um, other military spouses, um, other women, what is one thing that you've noticed that, you know, they struggle with or that you have helped them with and may possibly even help, you know, one of the ladies listening in today? Sure. So, you know, as, as you said in the beginning, we all struggle with weight loss to one degree and, and body image and so forth. Um, for military families uh, and, and military members and, and dependents, not only face those normal challenges of yo-yo dieting and emotional eating, self-sabotage and so forth, but we also have those additional significant life stressors of deployments, change in duty station, maybe not living where you choose, often away from family, having to pick mm-hmm. up your whole life and start over again. And like, well, how am I going to make new friends? Yeah. Um, and so it can be a lonely, stressful experience. And it's easy to turn to chocolate therapy late at night when you're missing your loved one mm-hmm. or you're not sure when orders can come in. And so the things that I particularly enjoy helping you know, anybody, but particularly military families, is helping them address that emotional side of it is okay to be feeling sad, to be feeling stressed, to be feeling, you know, earlier you mentioned, particularly as women, we are caretakers. And so there is always something to be done, whether I can cook a meal, I can do some laundry, I can show up at my child's, you know, recital. And we put ourselves last. And so it is almost against our nature to slow down and take that time to feel the feelings, just as you said. And so it's so much easier to turn to chocolate. Um, And so the work that I enjoy doing is uh, helping military personnel and their families recognize that their feelings are are okay. They're valid. You don't have to cover them up with the food. And also how to handle when you do want to turn to food. Like, okay, you did. Let's, Let's do this imperfectly. The only way to lose weight is imperfectly and to make mistakes. Like that is absolutely the way to go because... Imperfect consistency beats perfect failure eight days of the week. Yeah, I love that. Because, I mean, we're, 
we're just not meant to be perfect, right? And I think that that is where, you know, the um, discipline of seeking God also helps, right? Because, you know, I don't think we can ever do anything alone. I mean, we sometimes want to. We are, um, you know, I always go back to like me and kind of how my clients, you know, tell me with, you know, when, when they're struggling, they're like, I, I want to ask for help. But then there's this other part of me that I'm like, no, I can do this on my own because I've done X, Y, Z before. So I know I can do it. Or, you know, there's nothing that's impossible for me. Right. But then when we really are honest and we question, you know, most of the things that we've thought we couldn't go through, right. When we experience this breakthrough, at least for me, there's always been somebody else other than just myself, you know, either, you know, it's been God through prayer, this one best friend, right. That's always been there for me or possibly my husband or even sometimes um, strangers that just help me through, you know, members of the church. So again, I think that when we're okay to seek for help in a way that we know it's going to help us not only emotionally, but also mentally or mentally and emotionally, I think that that is, you know, the best thing that we could do for ourselves because we can't understand how to even show or allow our emotions, right? Because it's kind of like, well, how do we do that when we're in an environment where we're told not to, right? It's kind of like we're supposed to be, you know, these leaders that don't get upset or that aren't sad, right? They don't have anything going on in their lives. I'm, I mean, we all do, right? I mean, life is always happening, even if it's not within your immediate family. Like, you know, for you, not sure if it was, you know, something that happened, you know, with your husband's appointment or your kids at school. It could have been your mom. It could have been your sister. Yes. Someone is always requiring our attention or, you know, sharing with us their struggles. And I think that that sometimes that we overlook at at that information, right? And we just kind of hold it in and we want to be, you know, the not necessarily the superhero, but we want to be that that like what we call battle buddy, that partner that's going to help you go through it. But when it comes time for us, we're like we don't have time for that. <laughs> that resonates with me so deeply. And I will raise my hand as I am the one who wanted to be the superhero. And, and like, <laughs> I, it's, I still do it. But particularly as a military spouse, you know, your your husband goes away and you're like, okay, everything is on me. And if somebody gets sick, I got to handle it. Wash your brakes. It's mine. I, if I'm going to handle the finances. I'm handling everything. And so I yeah. know that I personally at least took on the persona of like, whatever the problem is, it's my problem and I got to handle it. And it, there's, there's sort of the natural tendency to not ask for help, but that added, I need to have it buttoned up because he's away and he can't help me right now. And I remember learning this lesson so profoundly. One deployment when I got sick, uh, you know, was it was a cold that turned into a sinus infection that turned into the flu, just like three weeks long. It just wouldn't go away. And I thought I was getting better. And then like I woke up Saturday morning and just felt miserable. And my parents were too far away. And I called up my in-laws and they were, you know, a significant drive, but close enough. And I just said, I need help. I just need somebody to watch the kids so I can go to the emergency clinic. And they saved the day. And it was so profound for me to realize not only is it okay to ask for help, but they felt amazing to be able to come in and help. And so 
asking for help is actually a gift to someone else as well. Mm -hmm. I love that. Asking for help is a gift for someone else as well. I love that. And it's true, right? Like we as humans, we want to feel as if people need us. It's just our nature, right? Right. Like, yeah. Oh, you need my help? Yes, I'll help you. Right. But I think that in our minds, when it comes to us, we're like, no one's going to want to you know, no one's going to have this, you know, dopamine hit of, oh, I'm going to help Wendy or I'm going to help her do X, Y, Z. But I I mean, you, you hit on it, Lizzie. I think that, um, you know, if you are struggling right now, right, if you're a, a military spouse or even a military woman, dual military, because I was dual military as well. And I think that we, at least for me, I felt like I fell in that part as well as a military spouse. But then I was like, no, but I'm also a service member. But then I'm like, but he's not here because he's in training. Mm -hmm. I also do need help. And I was completely blessed to be in an area where my in-laws were. So, I mean, my struggles compared to other dual military families were nowhere near. But yes, I can only imagine, you know, if right now you're possibly, you know, getting sick or, you know, with COVID, with everything going on right now, you know, it's okay for you to feel as if you are not operating, right? So if you need to call a sibling, you need to make a phone call to a friend, to the neighbor, you know, you you just have to do it because at the end of the day, you're not helping anyone, right? Like maybe your kids need help and you can't help them if you aren't doing well. So Lizzie, thank you for, for highlighting that. And now why would you say, or what would you say is different from your program than any other uh, coaches, because we all know there are so many coaches out there. And, you know, that's that's a great thing because we all need help somewhere. But at the same time, like, what makes your program different than another weight loss coach? Sure. Um, if I real quick, I'd love to circle back to something you said about like your your struggles were not necessarily the same compared to others. And I definitely did that same thing of like, whatever I'm struggling with, well, it could be worse. I shouldn't complain. And one thing I learned over time was, and my husband needed to help me with this, was you know, nobody wins the hard award. Mm. Uh, everybody's experience is hard in different ways. And just because somebody might have, quote unquote, have it worse, doesn't mean whatever you're experiencing isn't challenging and isn't worth asking for help around. Um, and to circle to the, the, your next question, um, I, I I totally agree that, you know, I'm much less interested in telling somebody, here's what to eat or here's how to work out because there's plenty of that out there. I'm more interested and helping you through why do you sabotage your progress after three weeks? Or how do you handle sugar cravings at nine o'clock at night? Or, and you know, the unique things that each individual person struggles with and um, how to stop dieting and learn to actually live their lives in a way that they can eat what they want and, and actually enjoy the healthy food and enjoy the way they weigh and appreciate their bodies for the miracle that they are. I love it. Yeah, and like you said, you're more focused on like the mental and emotional aspect of it. I think that that's where we all need to, you know, kind of go into because that is the root cause of, you know, why we're taking action on things that we don't want to do, right? Like overeat or even just eat when we're not hungry, right? Like you said, I love, um, I think you said the when you're hungry and what was the other part? Emotional hunger? Yep, physical hunger and emotional hunger. Physical and emotional hunger. Absolutely. I love that. All right. Well, thank you so much, Lizzie. I loved everything you shared with us. And is there anything else that you would love to share with our listeners when it comes time for weight loss? 
Sure. Um, if I may, I'd love to kind of address a quick tip and then a follow on if you want to learn more. Absolutely. Um, so one thing, one thing that I hear a lot with my clients is uh, I do great all day until you know four o'clock, five o'clock, and then I just I just can't handle it anymore. And I I just blow the rest of the day, and I feel so demoralized by the end of the day. And there's an a totally natural, understandable reason why it's harder to make good choices when you're tired. So the subconscious mind, you know, the more kind of evolutionarily primitive part of our brain is designed to keep you alive. It does not care that you're satisfied or, you know, happy with your weight or your life. It just wants to keep you alive. And so any kind of change is labeled as a threat. And so when the subconscious mind reads threat, it wants to get you back to normal, back to your normal eating patterns. So if you've been on a diet that is change. And the subconscious mind is like, whoa, warning bells. That's, that's what's going on here. Let's get yeah. back to normal because normal kept us alive. And when you're tired after a long day, your, your uh, conscious mind, the prefrontal cortex, which uses up a lot of energy reserves in the brain, there's literally less energy, uh, less kind of caloric energy available to your prefrontal cortex where you make your conscious decisions. And so you're going to, your, your brain reverts back to the subconscious reasoning. And so when you're tired, that's when you're going to make your more impulsive, short-term goal-oriented decisions. Like I want a whole bag of chips in this moment and I don't care about my diet because your subconscious mind is kind of taking over when there's less energy available to uh, make those conscious decisions. So what to do about it? When you know that's coming, you know, four o'clock happens every day. Uh, Plan a specific snack that you know you'll enjoy, you know you'll look forward to. It's maybe a little bit healthier than the bag of chips you could have gone to impulsively. Plan it ahead of time at eight o'clock in the morning, whatever it is, nine o'clock in the morning. Know, all right, when I get home from work or at that time of day when I tend to eat the whole house, <laughs> I'm going to plan for this snack and make it something good that you will like and decide in advance the serving size you want, portion it out um, and know how much is enough so you'll know when you are done. And that is your quick tip to know to look forward to and that'll hold you over to dinner and the reasoning why it's so hard to make those decisions in that moment. And if you'd like to learn more and kind of delve deeper, I created a little bit of a mini workbook on how to handle weight loss with a military move. And you can find that at bit.ly, so B-I-T dot L-Y slash military move weight loss. Love it. Thank you so much, Lizzie. I not only appreciate you making this specifically for listeners, but also for sharing that because, again, making decisions ahead of time is everything, right? It's everything that I kind of not only teach and coach on, but the better we can redirect our mind ahead of time, the more successful we're going to be with the follow through. And I think that that's where, you know, we want to be and eventually, you know, take those consistent steps, even when progress is, isn't even made, right? Because like you mentioned at the very beginning, it's going to be imperfect. And I think that that's, you know, what we need to continue to understand and really practice because no one is perfect. But all right, Lizzie, thank you so much for all of the information. It was a pleasure actually meeting you today. For those of you listening, I can actually see Lizzie here on the screen. And for more information on her, everything will be in the show notes. Again, if you not only loved everything she said and it resonated with you and you want to learn more, please head over to bit.ly dot forward slash military move weight loss. All right, you guys have a beautiful rest of your week. Bye. 
Hey lady, if this podcast helped you, challenged you, or inspired you in some way, please leave me a written review for the show on Apple Podcasts and share it with another military sister. Helping you integrate balance, prioritization, and growth in your relationship with God is my ultimate calling. I'm so blessed that you are here. Please join us in the Faith-Led Military Women community on Facebook at bit.ly forward slash beyond the military GRP. Again, it is bit.ly beyond the military GRP. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye.